Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you will fall out of balance. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Uh, we're in for a treat today. Um, we've got Taylor Morley joining us, founder of Redline Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, we're going to be getting into some bourbon and some rye. So uh, Taylor was kind enough to share a couple bottles with us. So looking forward to uh, sampling those and getting to know uh, getting to know the Redline Whiskey family a little better. Better, Taylor. Yeah. How are you, man? Hey, guys. Cheers. Doing great. Good deal. So, uh, I mean, I'm already sampling, I guess. But, uh, but yeah. before we get too too far too far into the samples, uh, let's uh, get, give us the red line story. I, I think we're going to probably get a little little bit nerdy talking about maybe some uh, uh, toasting versus charring. What's the what is the actual red line in the whiskey world? What does that mean? So, uh, before we get too deep yeah. on the product itself, uh, how did Taylor get into uh, making whiskey? Yeah, so um, my family comes from a uh, long line of uh, liquor companies. Um, We're in the wine world. Um, But I actually fell in love with craft bourbon um, maybe about five years ago, to be honest with you. Um, Obviously, I fell in love with hard-to-find bourbon first, um, as I think everyone does. But uh, as I... uh, saw how hard that was to obtain. I started testing out different craft distilleries and, um, it was kind of a rabbit hole, um, all the way leading up to the opportunity here to do my own, um, which, which kind of came pretty quickly. Um, but, uh, yeah, I love it. It's, it's one of my favorite things. And, um, I think one of my big things about Redline is my palate is from wine. So, um, I kind of draw closer to the fruit, side of things which you may pick up in some of even the toasted barrels um i pick them when they're kind of ready to pull but uh yeah oh this is going to be a fun conversation cal i love this we haven't had a wine and a bourbon and a a whiskey kind of discussion yet in terms of the nuances this is gonna be fun yeah yeah there's a lot of similarities and yeah yeah no go go ahead yeah no there's a lot of similarities in wine and, and and bourbon and i've also met a lot of wine drinkers that are now converting over to bourbon um actually in, in troves of people that are converting from their wine cellars to their bourbon cabinets and um you'll notice a lot of those people you know tend to pull a lot of their palate over from their wine and whether they're a sweet wine a dry wine um it kind of meshes into where their where their palate goes so it's kind of been fun to see that transition too yeah, we said yeah, we said no curveballs, but we're going to have some curveballs later. That's for sure. <laughs> we, we probably are going to have some, some curveballs. I, I should have brought that up. I did mention the silver oak before we got started behind him. So, I mean, that should have been uh, maybe a teaser of where we were going to go with that. But um, so so let's talk about um, so what's happening at Redline, right? So we're uh, you're picking barrels. Everything that I saw looked like it was kind of around that five to six year age mark. Is, is, yeah. Yeah. So is Sorry. that a, um, is that like, uh, 
Is that just what you're finding that's hitting your palate and kind of where you want to go? Is that where the whiskey's at right now? We're going to see some more age coming down the road. I mean, are we going to see some younger stuff coming? Like what's the, is there a significance there? That's just kind of where you're at. Um, so that's just kind of where we were at. Um, we bought a bunch of barrels starting 2018. Um, sorry about that. If you guys can hear those, um, we bought a bunch of barrel barrels starting about 2018. We just started collecting different mash bills. We do have some funky things that are coming out in the future. Um, but we just launched November of 2021. So our first distribution order went out January. Um, so we are kind of just fresh, um, on the scene. We did do an online release through a retail partner, which kind of, uh, helped a lot with the online presence, but, um, we're just getting rolling, getting into different States and things like that. So, um, we got a lot of fun things in store, but we're kind of like brand new on the block. So we can't do it all at once. I wish we can. I've been trying to, I've been trying to push it as fast as I can, but I have to slow myself down sometimes. You got to, uh, got to save something for later, right? Yeah. So, but we're um, just kind of at that five and six year mark. Um, we're releasing our first cash strength label, which will be a six year, um, all those six years. We're kind of running out of the five year. So as it continues to go, um, everything will continue to move with it. Um, so hopefully we get up into the seven, eight, nine years. We won't be toasting those ones. Uh, but, uh, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. So uh, what we're sipping on tonight. So we've got, uh, we've got the straight bourbon. So finished a new, uh, new. Oak so you have, yep. Yeah. T I've got T 12. If you can. Yeah. See so you should, that's the toasted that. bourbon and then you should yep. have the toasted rye as well. I believe. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So those are and our two toasted, toasted expressions. Mm. Yeah, and I think you. Uh, what I saw, you've got a uh, what you got an orange, uh, an orange finish and a honey finish. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm kind of saving those. I have to come back on the show for those. We're getting a new batch of those in for distribution, so I was going to do the new, okay. the new batches. Um, kind of roll those out as we get get back closer. It's a couple months away from release. Um, you know, you. into stores. So, sure. Yeah. So I, you know, I'll tell you, I did go and I don't remember it. I'm not, not using the name of the, the e-commerce platform intentionally. I just, I didn't write it down and I don't remember what it was. Uh, but I did go and get a bottle. I saw it, you know, I mean, the, the kind of the craze around toast right now, right. Is, is, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, de- it's definitely hot in the market and I'm like, oh, shit, I got to get one of those. So that actually, that transition was really smooth for me. Uh, and picking up, uh, you know, I needed an extra bottle, right. And I'm like, yeah, these are what I'm like, once we actually get the show done. I think these bottles are going to go pretty fast. So yeah. I'm going to going to need a standby. So, uh, so yeah, so just, uh, I guess customer review, right. The e-commerce platform worked really well. And mm-hmm. I think I saw you're in, uh, kind of middle Tennessee, uh, as far as distribution goes like that Nashville down to Chattanooga and then most of Kentucky, I believe. Right. Yeah. So currently we're in, uh, middle Tennessee, Tennessee is a weird state. So it's split into three West middle and east if you're familiar with tennessee but um we're in middle east now um as of three weeks ago um all of kentucky um we're in contract with about six other states right now too so um georgia california new york and florida 
um, will probably be our 2022. Um, we're working on Texas, but it's uh, a large state. So um, getting distribution, someone to, to represent you well in the whole state is kind of a difficult thing. And, yeah. And yeah. it looks like so how you are went you, to are you drinking? red line bourbon and then it takes you over to barrel station. That's probably where you got it from, right? Barrel station. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. That's it. Yeah. 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 So they ship to most states, uh, Barrel Station. They've they've been really good with us uh, as far as like getting the bottles out and taking care of like customer problems and anything like that. Hasn't taken them very long to transition over. So. Yeah. So let's. Uh, I'm. I started with the bourbon. I guess I should have asked. Uh, just kind of that's traditionally the the direction that yeah. we're going. Are you you, you got no, the bourbon as well? Okay. Yeah, I'm actually right. going to pour a little bit more, but I'm drinking a little bit of a different barrel tonight. But um. yeah. So, uh, so first off, everything's a single barrel, right? That you're producing, 100% single barrel product. Correct. So the red line label is all going to be our cash strength. Um, we're doing cash strength single barrel. Anything that bears just the straight red line. We do have some other labels coming out, which we'll talk about later on maybe or um, another time. But um, we do have a few more labels coming out. But anything that's our traditional red line label is going to be single barrel cast strength. Um, and we're doing all types of cool expressions. We're not going super overboard. Um, obviously, toasted is super hot in the market, and uh, it's fun to do. Um, I love toasted bourbon, so it's been a real treat for me to get to taste these all as they, you know, as they go through their transition. And just yeah, see this how one. Quickly. Yeah, beautiful nose on this. It's uh, that you, you know. I definitely pick up the toast. I wouldn't say I've, I've had a few, uh, not of red line, but some other product and I liked it, but it was a little, I want to say over toasted probably for some people, if you didn't, yeah. you know, if you're like, eh, the toast part kind of, you know, maybe, maybe not. I think this is a good, uh, at least in this barrel, right. It's a good kind of transition into, do I, do I want to enjoy a toasted barrel? Right. Do I want to go kind of down that, that path? And I mean, this is like some green apple, a little bit of cedar in this one, that kind of that, that sweet cedary kind of a little bit of sap in this thing. Yeah. This is a really, really beautiful bottle you got. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yep. Yeah, a they little, um, little pepper, but yeah, good, great stuff. Yeah, so they we we tend to keep our, our finishing time the same. Obviously, seasons and things change. In the winter, it's a little bit slower. Um, our place, temporary place right now in Paducah, does have heating because its sprinkler system is there. It has to be above, I think, 52 or something. Um, so we did place some of our toasted barrels closer to the heater and some further away to try to see what the heat would do. Um, so you will get a, a variation, but we try to keep the timeline about the same. Um, obviously it's all pulled on taste, but we don't want the product to vary super, you know, I know what you're talking about on some of the ones that are very finished. Um, it almost gives you that tart or that, that dry mouth feeling. Um, yeah. Yeah, you almost yeah. kind of a you can get into the sum where it's almost kind of a charcoaly kind of yeah. kind of ashy you know feel yeah. and it's just yeah it's a little 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 it's different I'll leave it at that so 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so we try to keep these on the sweet side. Um, our rise, if we we're talking about the bourbon, but our rise have actually transitioned some people, made it a lot easier to get into the rye. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, sure. The bourbons we like to keep on on the sweeter side, which I, like all comes back around to where my palate drives from. So. Um, yeah, for sure. On the, the fruity side of this thing is definitely, yeah. again, I'm, I'm picking up a lot of green apples that kind of all spice, uh, you know, and, and then there's a little peppery blend, a little bit of a tingle mm -hmm. on the tongue, but the, um, the finish on this, uh, I, I think it's really nice. Yeah. It's, uh, it doesn't make you reach for anything after it. I, I can say that it's, uh, you can just kind of sit there and enjoy it and take it, take it in. Yeah, it definitely gets that long. Uh, I'm drinking T6 right now, which is a little bit of a different barrel. I wish I would have kept one of yours, but I think that one went out into distribution. Um, the one I, I sent you a sample. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to keep some, but I keep throwing them out the door so fast. I keep drinking them. Um, yeah. But uh, the T6, it's 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 very well good too. Um, I just got all tongue tied there, but. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So let's, uh, I don't think we mentioned it. It says it clearly on the bottle distilled in Indiana. Um, yep. so, so, we, so source product, I don't know if you mentioned where, if you say where it comes from, it doesn't make a difference to us, but, uh, other than Indiana, but, uh, yeah, you know, probably where make, make, <laughs> people could probably make their <laughs> assumptions as to where, yeah. uh, where it comes from and res respectfully, right. I mean, uh, it, nothing wrong with that band. I mean, that's, if you're, yeah. if you're, if you're going to get, if you're going to get something from somewhere, I mean, uh, I don't, where, where else are you going? Right. So, yeah. uh, so, yeah, no, so you, we don't hide it. It's on there. Yeah. So, so let's go to, uh, we, I don't even know if we really talked about the name. I mean, we've mentioned Redline quite a few times, but so I'll kind of set you up and, and, uh, Dan and I'll do a little drinking while you're, mm. while you're talking. Uh, but what, what's, you know, where does the name Redline come from? And, you know, maybe if you want to venture down the path of why you decided to go the toasted route, uh, you know, for, for personally, right. From a taste profile standpoint, I mean, we talked a little bit about the wine and, you know, but why the toasted route. And then, you know, if you want to talk a little bit more or, and we'll, we may chime in, but you know, that, uh, if I, it says it on your website. So the 18 months, right. That you guys kind of settled on that. This is my secondary finishing time that kind of does it for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it kind of comes all back around. So red line is actually the caramelized layer of sugars that develops just beneath the char in a bourbon barrel. So it's kind of a uh, controversial name because some people think it's the soak line, which is where the bourbon penetrates deepest, but it's not. Um, it's actually a different line. That's, that's not really that visible, but um, you know, um, it is a term that even a lot of guys that, call themselves bourbon kind of sewers don't even know um it's something that we kind of researched on and honestly we came across it we really wanted to go with something bourbon related for our name um and to be honest with you all the other bourbon names are taken so um <laughs> you know uh everything i i thought about and i write down lists and lists of things and i go and research them and jim beam did a devil's cut or you know someone else did some angel share and it's like uh, you know there's you run out of uh terms there so uh, we came across redline though actually my father came up with redline um first and uh it really kind of stuck 
So um, we went back and forth and we even hired a couple of marketing companies to kind of steer us in a different direction. And we ended up coming right back to the original. So um, I'll pay you to convince me not to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, we, we thought the, the label was originally, you know, our label now was our first label ever that we thought of. And then um, we thought it was a little bit too, my dad said it was a little bit too wine, like, um, or, uh, you know, soft on the, That's the label. Yeah. I... yeah. Uh... So, but we came up with, you know, we went out and we had some people create some other ideas for us, graphic artists. And, and we came back to the original. So, I mean, I, I fell in love with it. It's something I put a lot of time and effort into. I wanted to make it look, you know, a little bit different, um, while it still grabs your attention. Um, and obviously putting the distilled in Indiana right across the top, you know, we're not, you know, hiding anything. Everything comes from MGP currently. Um, if it comes from Kentucky, it'll say distilled in Kentucky on the top of it, but, um, you won't be able to mix that up. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how we settled on the red line name. Um, we thought it was just a really cool name. So, um, it's, it's, it's also fun to educate people. So like on our back label, it actually tells you what, you know, the red line is. Um, and there's a cool little slogan there, um, about leaving the signature mark on the barrel and then leaving the signature mark on you. Um, so yeah, we really wanted it to be handwritten, you know, um, uh, I don't know if I should say this, but Willett's one of my big favorite, bourbons so i kind of drew a lot of my inspiration you're not alone (laughs) i I drew a lot of my inspiration on on a willet label you know but i didn't want to completely knock it off so i i did the the bars in different spots and uh, made some cool adjustments and made it my own and um, obviously they have a crest and everything we don't have all that but um that's kind of where like my elegant i wanted to look kind of you know elegant at the same time um kind of grab your attention different looking doesn't blend into the shelf so i'm gonna get this wrong cal correct me if i'm wrong but i think john mellencamp's the one that said once a song is out there it's free game in terms of like open domain and we can we can take from that and build off of it right we're not going to copy it if it's inspirational and it changes things we're just going to build right off of it and that's kind of what you're doing there it's the same thing yeah yeah a lot of you know well when you go to get a a label designed or something like that they're going to ask you what are your design likes you know i mean and everyone knows when you walk into a liquor store there's a subset of labels i mean you're sure if your label looks the same as everybody else's i mean i walk into a liquor store you know there's 200 bourbons on the shelf if they all look and like they're in the same bottle and the same you know type of label um with you know whatever on them you kind of go by them until you see that one that's like oh that's a little different what was that um very cool. So yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, I'm looking across the room from me and I've got, uh, I've got an unopened bottle sitting up between, uh, I don't know if I could should say, uh, you got uh, the tall sit- bottle. Yeah. 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 And it's yeah. sitting between a midwinter and a, uh, rebel barrel pick. 
and uh, I it stands out to me for sure. Like between those two, <laughs> and I think you, yeah, I think you guys did a nice job in the labeling. Absolutely, and ev- everything that you're telling us, right? I mean, it's obviously it's a uh, it's a single barrel, so we know what bottle it is, we know yeah. what barrel it is. Uh, you know, the proof is loud and clear right in front of you. Uh, the toasted barrel, which you know everybody is, uh, of course, you know gravitating towards that. So, why did you all decide to go with? Um, What's I mean? Why the toast, right? And and, and maybe if you want to, uh, if we want to get a little nerdier, if you want to give us uh, what is a toast? Yeah. So the um, the reason why I went with toasted um, when we started doing all this, um, you know, the finishes had just started to get really hot. You know, when we were planning all this, you got to think, you know, two years ago. Um, you know, and then within the last year or so, I would say it really started to get kind of, um, crazy, um, with some of the finishes that are coming out now, I think everyone is doing something, um, or multiple somethings. Um, so the toasted barrel was kind of like almost like a double barrel to me. Um, cause that's similar to what it is. It wasn't actually adding anything to the bourbon. So I was really starting to fall in love with the toasted barrels. Um, some of them obviously. Um, but when I wanted to do our own, um, we kind of just came across the toasted barrel. I was working with Kelvin Cooperage at the time, um, on some other things, um, for some of our bourbons, but, um, you know, they offer the toasted. So I was like, all right, well, let's see what we can do. So we had some custom barrels made from them. Um, and they came out like this. So that was actually probably one of the first barrels we did was maybe what you have, um, on your shelf. The other one, not the one I sent you, but the, the one you bought, um, the online store got some of our first barrels. So, um, after that, it was kind of just written in stone. Um, we did some tastings on those. We sent them out for reviews. And, um, I mean, I fell in love with them myself. But it's not the only product. It just happened to be the first product that I was like, this is going to be something really cool that people are going to enjoy. And then we can continue to add on to this. Um, we're going to continue to add on to the line. Um, like I said, we've got a cash strength six-year-old coming out. Um, they've been really good lately. I've been tasting those a lot. Um, so it just so happened that the toasted barrels were something that we were working on and they kind of were ready here. Um, and they were really good. So we've kind of got that down to a science now they're in a constant rotation. Um, they are going out to different States and things like that in a single barrel form. So, you know, you never know what you're going to get on the shelf either. One store might have T6, one store might have T12. Um, So it's been kind of cool. Our distributors have really liked that aspect. Um, And obviously we're doing some single barrel selections, which is what I've been working on all day today. Um, I was supposed to go home before this and get ready for this show, but I ended up still being at the office. Um, Well, at least, at least we've, at least we've connected, man. That's that's the yeah. most important part. Yeah. Um, so it, it, in this, uh, are you toasting in a fifty-five gallon barrel? Fifty-three. Fifty-three. Yeah. Yeah. Full size. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we have them custom made from Calvin. Um, currently, um, there is a oak shortage, um, is what I'm being told. But um, so that may change um, in the future, but. Right now we're still on track. We've got plenty in stock here to, uh, 
continue to do our toasteds, but we're also, like I said, venturing out. Um, we wanted to really come out into the marketplace with everybody and, and get everybody a product that people would enjoy across the board from beginners all the way up into like enthusiasts and coming out at the one sixteen proof, your toasteds are more appetizing to people. Um, you know, guys that drink the 90 proof and stuff like that have still loved these at 116, 115 because they don't drink like that. Um, they drink much smoother. Um, so it's been a nice transition for a lot of people. And then obviously your bourbon enthusiasts really pull those, those tastes and those, you know, that apple out. And I mean, I've even had some people, different barrels, you know, say raspberry and I'm like, Oh, that's, you know, really cool. Um, you know, coming out of a bourbon, you know? So, yeah, I mean, to, to, um, to start to find the, that uniqueness in there, right. I mean, the, the layers that, uh, that, that come from that, uh, from that second barrel process, right. Yeah. It kind of helps uh, to, uh, to push and, and, and pull, push and pull literally, uh, out, yeah. out of the, uh, out of the, the whiskey that's going in there. So, um, and the toasted yeah, barrel, Sorry, the toasted barrel, I forgot you asked this, is the difference in toasted barrels. So your regular barrels are flash charred. Um, you're talking like a 30, 60, 90 second char, depending on your char level. Um, they used to go up to four. Now they got the alligator char and the fives. Um, that's for your long-term storage, though. I, I wouldn't recommend doing a high char for a long-term, um, you know, new make. Um, but your toasted barrels are actually slow-baked. So instead of being flash charred and, and you can actually go online and find some really cool videos of uh, Calvin Cooperage doing their flash char and it rolling down, smoking out of both ends. Cool. Um, but the bait is actually, it's like set on top of a bed of, of Oak or whatever they're using. Um, and it's actually slow baked from the inside. So it draws all those caramelized sugars out. And it makes a much sweeter tone for the bourbon once it gets into the barrel. Yeah. Can you, uh, do you ever reuse, I mean, I know it says on these two bottles in particular that you're using new oak barrels, uh, mm -hmm. for the, for this line. Is there, I mean, would you ever reuse or rechar a barrel? Um, yes. Um, not for toasteds. Um, okay. I have tried that out. Um, and it didn't come through with the same flavor profile. Um, especially with our rise, we're using a different toast level. Our bourbons are somewhat of what you would say medium um, on the toast range. Our rise are actually more towards the heavy side of the toast. Um, and I did actually try a rye double toasting out of the same barrel um and it did not come out as well i will say the only reason i would use another toasted barrel again is doing a double finished product okay uh, i got you i won't get too much into that but yeah yeah, yeah. We have sure, sure. stuff coming out there is you know a toasted and something else um where you don't need that super heavy toast because you have right. something else that you still want to play a character in there so that's about the only reason why we wouldn't use uh the new new oak uh, for those now your regular toasted bear or your regular charred barrels you can do a host of things with those um obviously if you introduce bourbon to it it doesn't become a bourbon so you kind of gotta watch what you're playing with yeah there how you label it yeah yeah 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to switch over to the rye. I'm sure I'll be back in yeah. Bourbon uh, soon. Uh, so, you know, I think the fun part about kind of tasting the two side by side is you, you definitely get to the difference between a rye and a bourbon. And holy shit, is this thing, uh, this one, I've got the TR6. And oh, okay, like, we're drinking the same one. Okay, so at, no at, at, yeah, I mean, on the nose, man. I mean, there's there's no question about it that you're drinking a rye whiskey. Uh, this is this is totally double mint gum to me on the nose. I mean, that's the first thing that hits me, right? That's the, the oh, first yeah. waft. Is I get that it's like this refreshing gust of like double mint gum. Like you just oh, yeah. popped a fresh piece of piece in your mouth and started chewing. And then as you start to kind of, you know, nose it a little longer and let it open up, it's, you get kind of this little, uh, some sweet honey notes or tones mm-hmm. under there mm-hmm. that are really good. A lot of sweetness on the, on the back end of that thing for sure. Yep. Yeah. A little bit of smoke, kind of a, I don't know, a, a leathery tobacco a little bit on that thing. It's this is uh really, yeah, it's you, you're, I, I like the way you're picking, man. Nice it, complexity on this one. turning out nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we've had fun with these. I mean, I've, the rise have actually been, um, you know, just talking from a boring business standpoint, rise for, for bourbon industry have been like usually second bourbons are obviously your biggest product. Um, but it's been funny to see, you know, we get like updates and stuff from different States. It's been funny to see the amount of rise that are going out. Um, because once people taste it, man, um, and that's what we're working on now. We're really getting into, we just got some brand reps going out to stores in different States doing tastings, um, you know, getting more people to actually put their, you know, put their palate in there instead of just, you know, everybody's coming out with a bourbon right now. So, you know, it's, it's a competitive market, but actually coming out with a good product is, is two different things. Yeah. I think this one is, uh, I mean, the legs on this thing, it's like, (laughs) so we don't also cool thing about the legs. You'll notice we do not use this. Oh yeah. May not be able to see them for the light, but yeah, it's like crazy. Yeah, you can. I mean, it's just dripping down the glass, man. Yeah. So we don't use anything but a micron filter. It's almost like a like a sock um, that it's that traps the kind of barrel particles that come out. So there's no like big charcoal or chill filtering. There's nothing that's going on except for a cloth filter. Um, it's almost like a cheesecloth, but it's probably three or four times a stick, mm-hmm. um, and it's a slow drip from our, our barrel dump. So it's a slow drip. So it kind of aerates all, all the way through, which nice. leaves a little bit less, uh, less of that ethanol in there. Mm, nice. Yeah. There, so there is that there's no ethanol in this glass whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, that is, yeah. I mean, there's, there's lots of, there's aroma, there's flavor. Ethanol is, I, I wouldn't even consider it. And this is, yeah, this is one of the, trying to think of the, the i'm trying to think of what i would compare this to that i've had last that it's uh, i mean it's just the profile of this thing is it's like there's some there's absolutely some fundamental rye notes in in this yeah. glass but absolutely. there's some like crazy just this like sticky honey uh like smoked honey kind of thing coming out of here that is so good man. i'm glad you guys like it yeah the rise yeah. has been one of my favorite i'm a huge rye guy I mean, I love bourbon, but rye is, 
has been one of my passions. So it's, it's been really cool to see the rise come through. Yeah. Well, you know, if you think, right, I mean, bourbon was kind of the cool thing and rye mm -hmm. was always, uh, it was always the mixture, you know, no, I don't, I think it just was, a was a second shelf citizen, you know, <laughs> nobody, nobody invested time or, or kind of went into it. But, um, yeah, I, I think that it's, uh, I think it's great that, you know, folks like yourself are, are kind of taking the leap out and, uh, you know, experimenting with, um, with what you're doing from a toast standpoint or, you know, be it a finish. And I believe that this bottle, if I read correctly, I, of course I didn't write it down. I think this one was six years, I believe a six year bottle. Yeah. So, um, our first round of bourbons, which is what you're reading on the website. I got to get the guys to do a little bit. Um, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind, so we haven't got to update. Um, different barrel numbers are different ages um as we were kind of just buying things that we thought i was you know just give a, a bourbon nerd a free reign on buying stuff and uh you'll get a uh, mixture of different things um so as i was just kind of going wild a couple of years ago just buying different mash bills i thought would be cool and um, different age groups um so you have to kind of track we made this really cool tracker which hasn't hasn't exactly been fine tuned yet, but where you can actually look up the product, like a single barrel toasted uh, rye or bourbon, and you can see the barrel number, you can see where it went, if it was a private pick or a state um, release, and you can see the age and the proof. And so you can kind of track your own barrel that you're, you know, you're looking at and get a little bit more information on that. Um, you know, that doesn't tell you on the label is, you know, the age is about the only thing. So, but it just makes it a little interactive and fun. So you can actually track where that bottle came from. Um, yeah. So that came with the card, uh, that you, uh, that you sent over. So I saw it's got, it's got a little barcode scanner. You just, uh, you know, if you've got a, a barcode scanner app on your phone, whatever, you just hit it and it then, you know, zips you right over to the link. So I, I thought that was, uh, yeah. I thought it was a neat concept and, you know, kind of, Hey, where, you know, where'd this come from? Where was it at? How long did it sit? You know, that, that kind of thing. So it's, uh, yeah, I, we're I like trying that. to fine tune that, uh, it's got a little bit more to go. Um, but it's almost, it's almost there. Yeah. Um, so we got, we got some fun stuff that we're going to talk about later after we've had another drink or two. Um, and, yeah. and I know we can't, we can't keep you all night, but, so as far as I see, there are four releases. And of course I want to talk about, uh, but the honey has been released, right? You've released a barrel of the honey. Yes. Yeah, so we did two barrels of honey online. Um, um, we sold out of, uh, I think one and a half. I think we have maybe a half a barrel left of our online release. Um, we did release the honey. So, so what we did was, um, to kind of see how these would come out. I mean, obviously we had to start doing them. Um, so we took them all and kind of experimented on the different lengths of time. Um, we have the honey and the orange Caraco, uh, which I probably butchered that. Some people say Caraco, some people say it's Caraco. Um, so the, um, I'm originally those, from East Tennessee too. I, I'm a Caraco man. Yeah. 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 There you go. All right. Perfect. So yeah, we do have those two releases that are out. They're not out in distribution, but they were out online. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to, I'm actually going to go back to this bourbon just to, uh, sample it. To Cal, dig Cal's it. still uh, waiting to, um, get an avocado, avocado toasted, uh, rye, um, whiskey. Avocado toasted rye whiskey. 
don't, okay. don't, don't make notes. Dan, uh, he's the only person on the show that doesn't drink. <laughs> oh my Hold on, guys, one second. I have to get my charger here. Oh, good. Dan, Dan's good at filibuster. What do you think, Dan? Pretty good, huh? Yeah, Dan, good, man. Yeah, I love, I love the complexities. Um, you and I were talking the other day about Rise and um, Foolproof and this one right up there, man, in terms of being able to deliver um, on that foolproof rye. Um, I think there's so many different variations you can do with it from, you know, this is this is how you want to buy it, right? Then you can keep it down or do whatever you want with it. And it, it, as is, it's fantastic. So, yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah touching on... Can... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, touching on the how you want to buy it, that's exactly what my my kind of motto is. I mean... You can put ice cubes in it. You can put some water in it. You can make it into a, you know, I actually make some old fashions with some of these and they're are, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, we kind of want you to be able to decide, you know, if we took it down some, we figured that takes away from you to be able to do that. So I mean, I think little, this, and, um, I, I think it's got a, a, the, the, the amount of toast that the, uh, you know, that that's pulling into the, to the whiskey, I think is, great and i think it does give you the ability to uh you mentioned old-fashioned i think this would go really really good in like a smoked old-fashioned just to kind of you know add, add a little bit extra to it you know to give it and i think i think those flavors would play off of each other so well um and, and i think you could really get kind of play around with some wood like if you did some cedar in one of the, this, I think it would be, or if you wanted to even go like really crazy and get like mesquite or something and like really just over smoke the hell out of it. I think yeah. that like the, you're, where you're at on a, from a toasted level, I think it's really receptive and kind of almost plays like the, the toast against the smoke and it doesn't just blend. I mean, I, again, it's, to blend in together but i think it's really going to complement each other from the standpoint of uh yeah i'm getting a little bit of smoke on the uh you know in, in some of my sensory glands and then i'm picking up some other stuff from the smell i mean i, I think it's yeah this, this is a fun bottle to play around with i'm gonna, I think tr some good stuff I'm gonna try not to drink all my samples because i'm gonna try and make an old pal out of it later yeah, so we did the smoked old fashioned. Funny enough, I was wondering if you were looking at my my social media because our smoked old fashioned is um, a signature cocktail at Eddie V's down here. I know they have okay. a couple of locations across the country, okay. but um, our Nashville location, they do a smoked old fashioned with the house made chocolate bitter, um, which is really unique in the first point, uh, first place with the chocolate bitters. But uh, oh my gosh, that toasted bourbon in there with that smoked old fashioned. I mean, I've posted oh, yeah. it, I think like six times on the, I can't stop going there enough. Um, I try to make it at home and it doesn't come out as well, but they make a, a, a great toasted red line, toasted bourbon smoked old fashioned. It's, it's okay. nuts. The flavor complexity is crazy. So Taylor, if people want to find your uh, post on Instagram, where do they find it at? Yeah, so we're at uh, Redline Bourbon on Facebook and Instagram. Nice. Cool. Yep. Yeah, that, and I made that could have been like uh, something in the back of my mind that I that I looked at. I know I'm friends with you guys on Instagram, but um, yeah, 
as I was drinking this thing, I mean, that's just kind of what popped into it. So maybe it was a subliminal message that you sent me through. <laughs> no, that's awesome. No, I just, yeah, I just was laughing because I've been over there like five or six times. And every time I take like a video or like a, I'm just in love with it. I keep going back and, and spending a lot of money on steak for some reason, because I like the old fashioned. Um, <laughs> steak. It's a good steakhouse. It's a great can't, steakhouse. Can't argue with that. Uh, okay. So let's, uh, let's, let's kind of wrap the business part of it up and let's have a little fun and, and get to know Taylor a little bit. So, um, well, I, that's a lie. We're, we're not going to wrap up the business part. Uh, what's, what can you share with us? You've referenced a couple things that, uh, red, there's some things coming from Redline. anything mm-hmm. that you would like to, uh, you'd like to elaborate on that you can elaborate on. So we do have um, a couple of cool things coming out. I will give you a little preview. Obviously, we have our um, experimental cast series, which you touched on a little bit with the honey and the orange croco. We are expanding off of that this year. Um, my view on that and the flavor profile that you're going to get is um, I actually pick the bourbon first to go along with the finish. So um, instead of just randomly dumping barrels into secondary casks, I actually go through the casks and find the ones I think would match well. Um, And we're always going to do a spirit forward finish second. So I want it to complement the bourbon. I don't want it to overpower. We don't want flavored whiskey. We want you know, finished bourbon. So, um, that's kind of my strong point on that series. Um, we are going to elaborate on that this year. We have a couple of summer releases, um, two fall releases coming out. So, um, it'll be cool. We have one coming out with on Thanksgiving. So I think you can guess what that will be. Um, and a couple other companies started doing it. Yeah. So, um, that's been finishing for about, it'll be about eight months at the time of bottling. So it's going to be unique. Uh, have you, have you finished anything? Well, I, I shouldn't say finished. Have you, um, have you put anything together yet that you were like, eh, I, I don't, and, and like when you're putting stuff together, right. When you're like, Hey, okay, we're going to go honey. We're going to go toast. We're to, I mean, there's really not a whole lot of, there's a lot of room for error. But there's not really, I mean, the experimentation side is you either get a big one or you, you, you know, you don't. So any, anything that's kind of gone in a different direction that, that you'd want to make mention of that you, you know, you repurposed in, you know, another way. Yeah. Um, I haven't repurposed them. They're still sitting in the bottles. Um, I haven't put them out. Um, so it's kind of, especially with the experimental cast series, when you're talking about different casts, honey or the orange Caraco, which is, is, is a grand Marnier. Um, but you're not allowed to use their name, um, on your actual labels. Um, but the orange Caraco and the honey you can get with a single barrel. Um, if I was blending them, I could get a much more consistent product. Um, but with the single barrel, one barrel can be absolutely great from the same lot, from the same distillation date, um, same place on the rack. It could be amazing. And the other one could absolutely suck. And I have had that happen. Um, I have an orange Caraco sitting in the garage right now, uh, in the warehouse that's on a pallet. It's been on a pallet since, uh, 
November of 2021 and it's still sitting there. Um, it's uh, just not, didn't, didn't come up like the first one. Um, and no reason, like, no, like, who knows why? Just, yeah. Didn't. And it, 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 I tried to let it sit longer and as it, it sat longer, it longer it didn't really change. Um, it's got more of a French oak flavor to it. It's not bad, but it's, you know, labeled under an orange Caraco label and it doesn't taste it's like orange Caraco. So, yeah. um, you know, eventually we may do something with it. Um, Back then, so you know, I'm we feeling like going. a Boulevardier thing is kind of co- uh, a bottle of Boulevardier kind of thing is coming our way ish. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, we got quite a bit. I I went a little bit heavy on a few things uh, this year. Um, yeah, but I learned. I kind of learned about how long it takes to actually come with with, with certain aspects of stuff. We do have um, a blend coming. Um, so we are going to eventually do a cash strength blend of our older stuff. Once we get maybe up to like seven year, um, kind of, you know, mix those little notes and tones of different barrels. I do love blending personally. I think that you can take something that's not so great in the, in the front or in the back and you can make the finish stronger with another barrel. Um, and you can get a much more complex bourbon that way. Um, so I obviously love single barrels, but I do think there's, it's, it's got its own weight over there in the blending um, side of things right now, but we are coming out with something really cool. It's called elements by red line. Um, it'll probably be about six months away um, from release. Um, but uh, I'll get back with you, send you some of those when they come more out. To, more, to, more to come. What's, yeah. uh, so so while we're, I don't want to cut you off, but I, I don't want to miss a chance for you to talk about your uh, your single barrel program. Because, yeah. and, and obviously everything that Redline's doing today is are single barrel selections uh, that mm-hmm. Taylor yourself is picking. And then I'm, I'm assuming from those barrels, uh, you're kind of carving out some barrels for, uh, for clubs or restaurants or bars or whatever it may be. I don't want to put words in your mouth, uh, but you do have a pretty active single barrel program. Yeah. Yeah. We have um, just launched. So we launched a few Uh, we did for some charity groups, um, but uh, we just relaunched our single barrel program. So we are doing, letting the stores, restaurants, clubs um, kind of take their own stab at tasting through our stock here. So we keep our toasted barrels in rotation. That's one of the things that we're offering out, uh, toasted rye and toasted bourbon, um, and also our new label, um, which I haven't started sending examples for that out yet, but our six-year cast strength labels are going to be in that program. Um, Originally, I'll be honest with you, we were going to do some of our experimentals, but I kind of just put the ixnay on that uh, a week ago. Um, it's a little bit hard to, to, you know, everyone wants to do honey or um, it's, it's a little bit hard to guarantee that that barrel is going to come out good. They want the honey uh-huh. or they want the cigar blend or they want the, the yeah. uh, what it, and there's a lot of other people that are doing that, which is great, but that's, yeah. you know, let them continue to do that because it's, it's hard. Um, it's very time consuming and I can never guarantee that it's going to actually doing the straight finish stuff. It's, it's so hard to tell you if that barrel, you know, I could, I could pick it and we could do the finish and you could pick it and you could do the finish and 
you might not like how it comes out. And uh, at that point, it's kind of like, what do we do now? I mean, um, check checks already cash, brother. We, I know what we do now. I'm sending you your liquor. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we thought it would be even more, even more of a little uh, exclusiveness if we just send them out to our distributors and do our online release. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it too. I mean, you guys, right? I mean, kind of. A, well, not kind of. I mean, officially to market, right? I mean, you, you know, yeah. the doors kind of open in 20 November. Yeah, uh, twenty one, and uh, you know we've got bottles on the shelf, uh, <laughs> you know, in, in the in the in the e cart in January. So I mean, it's uh, you, you said it when we first started talking. It's kind of like, hey, let's let let. Sometimes we got to pump the brakes just a bit. That way we kind of <laughs> yeah. stay. Uh, we, we we got some stuff kind of coming down. You know, you got to fill the pipeline, man. And there's there absolutely nothing wrong with that. But it's yeah. it's really exciting to hear um, just the uh, the excitement and kind of what's coming from. Uh, from Redline, uh, the the two things that I'm tasting now are fantastic. I don't know why I didn't go ahead and pop the uh, the other because I do realize that it is another. Uh, it's from a different bottle now. I'm probably going to do that when we hang up or a different <laughs> barrel. Excuse me. Yeah. So that's, that's that's probably on its way. But um, yeah, I mean, it, this is uh, this is pretty cool. So uh, let let's take care of some house cleaning. Uh, where and how and and refill our glass. Uh, where and how can people find um, Taylor Morley, founder of Redline Bourbon? Uh, how can they find the product? How can they get in contact with you? All all that good stuff. Yeah, so the product actually cool enough. Um, we're in Tennessee, East Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, East Tennessee, Kentucky. Um, we will be in Georgia, California, New York, and Florida, um, all within the next few months. Here, um, we're just finalizing a few things on those. So right now we have the e-commerce, which they have a few things up still. Um, they have some of our a little bit of our honey left and and the toasted bourbon, toasted rye. Um, and you can go to our website, www.redlinebourbon.com. Um, obviously, Instagram at Redline Bourbon, Facebook at Redline Bourbon. Um, I try to keep it all, you know, synchronized there, so there's no no spaces or anything. All Redline Bourbon. Um, and yeah, that's uh, how you can find me for our cereal program. We actually have a reach out on our website, it's labeled private selection. Um, you can fill out the form there and I'll get back with you. They all go to me anyway. Um, we have a contact form on there too. So anything, anybody wants to reach out Instagram, which is how I connect with you guys is, is definitely a good way. Um, we do get a bunch of, uh, weird messages on there. So I've been, <laughs> No, <laughs> oh, Dan. What did you send him? Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> we, we just get we get bombarded with with some messages sometimes. But uh, I always just have people email me from there if it's a, you know a good oh. thing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let, let's get into some fun stuff. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm going to ask the first question, Dan, I'll pass the ball to you. And then I, I got, you know, how many more I've got? I mean, it, it's, it's endless. <laughs> well, I'm but getting nervous. My, no, 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 no. This is fun stuff. And it's, this one's going to, this is a, it may not be a softball. What's the, uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to co-mingle, um, the toasted and finishes and all that stuff, but I'm just yeah. going to throw it out. What's the weirdest oh secondary product that you've tried 
not that you not that you guys have done but that you that you that you've had and it could be i mean it could be wine it could be a beer it could be uh an avocado toast finished <laughs> bourbon i mean it could be anything hey that's probably coming soon um <laughs> so the weirdest product what do you mean by secondary do you mean just other than whiskey some kind of finish i, I yeah. mean so think about it like uh so oh, it's a it's like a like a barrel aged stout, mm-hmm. or it's a port finished bourbon, or tequila finished, or uh, I, you know, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Okay. Um, now I get you. Um, mm. And it doesn't mean you had to like it. I mean, I can name several that I and, and it's not about. It doesn't mean that what you didn't like, I don't, I didn't like, or Dan didn't like, or somebody else didn't like. But I'm just saying, what's like the most kind of out there thing that you're like, well, shit, that sounds weird, but I'm gonna go ahead and give it a try. Oh, I mean, other than the mesquite um, barbecue Crown Royal. Wow. I mean, that's. Yeah. Have you guys ever heard of that? I, I have never, never tried no. it. Never heard. No, didn't know it existed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So somebody actually from Texas was up here and they um, brought it with them. It's a, um, I think it's really? mesquite barbecue Crown Royal. I'm pretty I sure mean, it's a Crown te- Royal product. Mesquite and Texas kind of go hand in hand. So I, I, I follow I'm, you there. I'm 99 sure or 99% sure, but you can look it up. It's probably, that was the worst thing I've ever, it was out there and it was, it tasted just yeah. like it, 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 uh, sounds. Just things um, that, just didn't that, go that, together. Just didn't no, go no, they didn't. You think they might though. I mean, they make a mean marinade, but. I was about mm. to say, I've definitely used bourbon in a, uh, to make a homemade barbecue sauce before and it make, worked out fantastic. It, yeah, me too. These okay. did not. These did not turn okay. out fantastic. All right, Dan, you go. I'll, I'll, right. uh, I, I guess I got a couple more. So, what's your um, what's your daily or what's your um, what's your table wine you go to? Oh, table wine. Um, that's a hard choice, man. I am a Napa Valley super, so I'm going to sound like a wine snob right now. Um, but hear me out. I don't pay the same amount for wine as, as most people. Um, I am a huge, like, uh, big bodied cat guy. So like a Bevan Tench, um, which is a Tench vineyard from Bevan Cellars. Um, I'm really into Moose Bouche right now, which is kind of a smaller, um, wine collection out of Napa Valley as well. Um, but any big body, bold Cabernet Sauvignon, I like them a little bit sweet, not too dry. Um, so that's probably my, my tops. I mean, I, I drink some, uh, I don't drink wine often a lot anymore, but when I do, I, I try to pick some good ones. Also, you know, any Barolos, um, I like some of the uh, Italian. Um, I'll show you this. Oh. I'll show you this wall over here. Oh, nice. Ooh, I'm jealous now. I'm jealous. What yeah. I heard is the the next recording is going to be in uh, Nashville, yeah. and yeah. Uh, we're, we're pop, popping yeah. bottles. Popping bottles. Yeah, yeah. we have a really cool office here. So we've got a wine and bourbon mixture in our main office down here in Nashville. Cool. So oh, cool. all of our bourbon stuff goes on in, in Paducah still um, with the distillery side, but we've got a cool mixture down here. You should come down. One more, Cal. Uh, what was your taproot, um, whiskey bourbon? So what got you started? Um, so you're going to laugh. So my dad actually brought me out with a client. I had obviously I had drinking Jack Daniels in college. Um, 
you know, stuff like that. But uh, I never really was a big brown drinker. Uh, my dad brought me out with a client when I first started working with him back a couple, you know, six, seven years ago. Now um, I started working with him and he took me out with a client and we went to a cigar bar, never had smoked a cigar, uh, never had drank in like high proof liquor. And um, I think they ordered me a, uh, man, I'm trying to think about what it was. It was 130 proof. This was 2016, maybe mm-hmm. 17, 130 proof. Um, mm. uh, were you in well, Tennessee? Huh? Yeah, it was at actually a bar down here called Blend, which is a cigar bar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we went down there and, um, I, I won't tell I won't be able to tell you the name. Um, but I can tell you my go-to since then, if that that's helps, the mem- but, uh, but that's the memory that got you started. Yeah. Yeah. That's the memory that got me started. So I absolutely hated it. I'm thinking like you, not, I, I don't drink, I don't drink brown, uh, brown liquor. Uh, you just like overproof the hell out of me. And now I'm, uh, you know, yeah. puff, puff pass over here. So, yeah. so let me, let me so, rephrase. So, what's the one that, what's the one that got you going? Like you really like, Oh my gosh, this, I gotta, I gotta get into this. This is, this is, this is, I'm, I got a passion for that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, well, that funny enough, that night is what got me into bourbon. Um, okay. after that, it was a rabbit hole. Um, ah, but okay. right. the one that I probably drank right after that was I started out with maybe like an Elijah or the, uh, Elmer tea okay. is one of my favorite. That was one of the first ones I started drinking. Um, and obviously that was when it was more obtainable. Um, a little bit more obtainable, not, not completely obtainable back then, but a little bit more. Um, but that was probably the one that got me a little bit started. And then when I started drinking cast strength samples, going on a few barrel picks, obviously being in Nashville, I, I have a bunch of buddies that do charity events and stuff like that. That's what really got me going. When I took my first thief out of a barrel, um, and uh drank straight out of the barrel i was like why does anybody else not live like this Um, (laughs) (laughs) agreed when i can drink it out of a barrel um it's just so much different coming straight out of the barrel and that's what we try to create too which is just going back to the boring business side that's 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 what it's it's that's what you try to get out of everyone is get them to taste that close as they can to straight out of the barrel. Has um, there, what is, what is your experience with that now that you've kind of got a little bit of time under your belt there with regards to how you're bringing it out of the barrel and then tasting it once it's in the bottle, maybe from a store or from your distributor or whatever else you've done that. And is, does it taste any different to you? I think it does. So I think, um, specifically with the finished product, um, I've learned that it's a little bit different coming out of the barrel because as it filters, it actually blends more. Um, and it became, it becomes a little bit more uniform in the flavor. Um, but with your straight bourbons, I don't notice that much of a difference as long as they're pulled almost simultaneously. Like, um, if I go do a store tasting, I'll call the distillery and have them pull the barrel same day, at least. Mm. Um, if not same day, next day, depends on, 
if it's a, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. it's getting done next day. Um, if it's a Friday, it's getting done Monday, but, um, I'm a big believer in, um, getting things pulled right away because you can drastically change flavor profiles in a few hours. And, you know, I've done some picks, um, in the past. Um, I also do a charity. I have a charity license now, but, um, I've done some picks in the past where I've spent like nine months down the road and I'm getting a barrel and I'm like, this takes nothing like, you know what it is. I mean, and I've tasted barrels where, you know, I do, I go up maybe, Last week I was up at the distillery and then I'm going up tomorrow again. And I've tasted just in, in three to four day difference. I mean, it can go, it can be really good. And then you come back two days later and it's really turned. So I, I get I it. I get exactly what you're saying. Cal's had shows within an hour where like in the beginning of the show and the end of the show, he's like the fugitive with like, let's you switch the samples on me. You switch the samples. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Cal, you're next. No, 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 it's true. No, that's true. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah. Uh, so, so I got a couple. So uh, we talked a little bit about craft bourbons and kind of what you were doing prior to. And I, I don't know if we mentioned any names, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad thing to mention names. It's this is your time, so you you can uh, elect to do it as you like. But I always like to use as and I think it's fun for me. So I'm not talking as, uh, as you know as as a person on the podcast with you right now. I'm thinking like, well, shit, Red Line sounds like it's good. And I like toasted and I like those kind of th those notes and those flavors. So, and, and I also like wine. So what kind of, uh, you know, and you mentioned a couple things, but you know, if you, you want to get a little more specific, like what, what, what's your craft go-tos if you're not drinking red line, what, what's in the decanter at home? Mm -hmm. Um, so copper sky is one of my big ones. Um, love Mike root out there in, uh, Colorado. Um, uh, Copper Sky is one of my good ones right now. Um, down home, um, out of Kentucky, has been a, a big one for me, and and I've done a lot of stuff with them um, in the past, so they've been a big one for me. I honestly like Jay Mattingly too. I know it's been controversial, but um, if you do your own blend, I like doing Jay Mattingly. I like drinking some of that stuff at those proof levels. I'm a big proof guy. So I like those higher ones. I've honestly been like thinking Redline would hit 120s, but uh, I'm seeing other guys hit 120, 125, and we're getting like 115, 116, but um, hopefully in the future. Um, as far as craft goes, though, that's, that's pretty much, I'm trying to stay away from a lot of the finished product. Um, currently I was really into that not too long ago last year, you know, I'm buying up a lot of, uh, picks and things like that, that, uh, yeah. we're into that type of thing. Um, I've got a couple of new lose open, um, uh, the rye three, I thought was really good. Um, the, I really did. I liked that. Like I am a big fan of light whiskey and I know a lot of people have, uh, not liked that in the past, but I think that caramel, that, um, almost cotton candy or hard candy that you get out of that light whiskey. If you mix that right, you can create a absolutely banging bourbon or rock. Yeah, our, our, yeah, our friends at Clearwater Distilling out in Utah, I mean, the, that dude has got one that is smoking, man. I mean, that is, yeah. he's got a, it's a 14, 15 year. And, yeah. It, now I, I like, it depends on what you describe as, as 
craft because like Penelope, I like some of their stuff. Um, but they're, well, they're okay. So, so I, I mean, maybe I would call it. Uh, when I say craft, I don't mean craft per se. I mean, maybe I'm talking more like, uh, I don't know if you want to call it boutique or if you want to call I don't, I don't you, you could label yeah. it however you like, right? Okay. I mean, I, I don't think there's a, yeah. It's not yeah. Buffalo I, Trace. I, Right. <laughs> right. I, I'm I'm saying that uh, you know it, it it's folks that are uh, that are operating on a uh, on a whole different budget than yeah. call it the big five. Yeah, I really like Penelope, and they're local to me ish. Um, really like a lot of their stuff, and we're kind of batting in the same arena there. Uh, yeah. A lot of our stuff. Um, so I've really liked a lot of things they're doing, and I like uh, comparing notes and things like that to. Uh, see what the market's like. Um, I'm trying to look at, I'm looking at a bar cart right now to see exactly what I've been drinking. Of. <laughs> the, whole, the whole top, just so you know, is full of red line, but, uh, and I've, I've gotten a lot into the Kentucky stuff. Our guys down at silent brigade actually do a silent brigade whisk, uh, bourbon. They are actually, um, great dudes that we met, um, through some other avenues, but they do moonshine. Um, so we needed a lot of storage and, uh, they had a lot of storage for us there. So they're also great guys. And, um, but they also do us like a, uh, 90 proof Kentucky bourbon, which is like almost six years old now. Um, and that has been really good too. Um, just as tasting profiles that it's uh green rivers. So I've been falling more and more into the green river stuff. Um, I just tasted some cast drink stuff that went out the other day and, I was like, man, I really like some of this. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan of the Oz Tyler in the beginning, um, but uh, I've really started to like the profile that they're getting out of that, um, which I know now Oz Tyler's like 300 barrels a day or something, so they're not really craft anymore, but um, you know they're pumping out some bourbon. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I, I like trying everything, um, but... Uh, that's all I can think about at this moment. I'm also getting into rums like Rolling Fork. Um, they have a, a cast strength, um, or not a cast strength, but a bourbon barrel finished rum, 11 year old. I think it was Jamaican. Um, no, not Jamaican, El Salvador. El Salvador rum. So I'm getting into that. Nashville Barrel Company, obviously. I'm in Nashville. Uh, I love the guys over there, Nashville Barrel Company, doing, you know love the stuff they're coming out with and uh yeah i think that would probably be it off the top of my head what uh so i'm, I'm gonna i'll I, I do have another question or two i know we gotta let you go but um yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, well i actually did blend the bourbon and rye together yeah get, getting crazy over here yeah. uh, so i've had a lot of tequila finishes uh, tequila finished bur- whiskeys mm-hmm. oh. and not bad. And I, and I'd like, I mean, if you're bringing out like El Toro or whatever shit tequila, like I'm n- no thanks. I mean, there, there's actually really good tequila out there. Uh, oh, I haven't tequila. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I haven't seen, I haven't seen a red line tequila, well, you a red line tequila finish. So two part, uh, well, mm-hmm. maybe one that that's just a statement. The second is, what do you think about, and I, I don't know that I've had one. Maybe I had, and I just uh, had too much of it, and I forgot about it. But I'm like, man, uh, a mezcal finish would really, really send something in a good direction. And I don't know. Yeah. You may not like mezcal, and you may be like, oh, it's a dumb idea. 
No, no. So um, I'm getting more and more into tequilas. Um, obviously, like you can compare it maybe to like uh, your younger days or college days. Obviously, I think everyone's drinking some tequila in their day. Um, or maybe they're currently drinking tequila, but I'm getting more into the um, finer taste of tequila. Let me put it that way. Like the upper tiers of the tequila um, where you can actually sip them straight. Um I got some good friends down in Florida I've been going to see, uh, and they are Cuban and they love their tequilas down there. So we've been trying some cool things. Uh, some of the Don Julio, like, um, Primo Reserva, um, you know, stuff you can actually sip straight. So we are looking into that in the future. Um, definitely the Mezcal. I've seen a couple of tequilas. Um, Belmin did one locally for me, which is, it's Nashville. So that's, um, but they did a good one. Um, and I haven't seen too many, to be honest with you, other ones. I know I've seen a few like on Instagram, but I haven't actually got to try them. Um, on mezcal finishes? No, the tequilas. Uh, tequila I haven't finish, seen any yeah. mezcal, but I think the mezcal would be good. That's something to look into. I, yeah. I think it would be crazy good. Like, I mean, especially, I mean, I think it'd take the right. You know, it'd, it'd take the right barrel, the foundation to get it there. But I think yeah. if you just had like some, you know, that sweet kind of, you know, it's like, whoa, this is like really not giving me what I need. It's overly sweet. Yeah. And you could back that up with kind of that, uh, you know, that that agave smoke on the back end. I think oh, yeah. that would be uh, maybe I think even be toasted mezcal. I, well, that's, uh, I'm not throwing things out there, but you're, you're, you're the expert here. I'm, I'm leaving that up to you. Uh, all right. So, uh, we do, we can't keep you all night. Uh, no. but I, I've got, so I got two. Are you a golfer? Um, I am just learning how to golf. Okay. All right. Uh, so I am a, um, top golfer. I was, you know, like top golf, like, Oh yeah. Top golf. The yeah. place. <laughs> yeah. But um, I've actually recently been doing some more, like actually getting out and golfing. Um, okay, cool. I've always wanted to kind of get out there and learn, but it was just never a sport um, that I actually got out there to do. I'm still kind of young. I'm in my twenties, yeah. but uh, 28 now, but um, there he goes bragging you know, again. Kind man. Of out there. <laughs> I can't wait till I'm 20. Um, yeah, I'm, are you 20, Dan? You no, look you kidding. look good for 20. <laughs> <laughs> you, look, you look mature for 20, Dan. Yeah, I'm 60. Yeah, I'm, 60. I'm 60. I look pretty good for 60. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm I'm getting into it. I want to get into it more and more. I've been been doing some going out with some friends and um, you know taking up all the grass and, um, really sure, making, hard, the, uh, yeah. yeah, really making the golf courses pay for my, uh, holes in the ground, but, um, it's been fun. I like it. I mean, it's a fun day out there, you know, right. I never make it to the last hole, but it's, uh, I've been getting close. I bring all the bourbon. So if you ever want to go golfing, I'll, I'll bring the bourbon. And so, so, so the answer is yes. Uh, we'll do that. Uh, we should, I don't know. Are we ever going to do that before or after we come to the shop up there? I yeah. Know. I mean, maybe during that weekend, we got some good golf courses up here. Um, we got you some do, cool have, stuff. you do have some great golf courses. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, great courses. So wh- where are you sending us if we're uh, – D- Dan's dying to ask some wine questions, so I'm, I'm going to leave it at this. So if I'm coming into town, um, hitting up Nashville, and, uh, you know, not, not to date anything, but, you know, we've we've had a rough couple of years. Not not you and I or – you know, everybody's yeah, yeah. had a rough few years. So I haven't been to Nashville in probably three years, I guess-ish. Yeah. Uh, where are you sending me? And – uh, so and and you can send me anywhere you want, but uh, I want a good restaurant. Uh, probably want a good bourbon selection, and I want to go hear some good music. Okay, so that's a little bit of a split. So um, you want a good restaurant? I'm going for like Eddie V's or Bourbon Steakhouse. Um, both of them are great. I'd have to I'd have to recommend Eddie V's just because they're my favorite right now. Um, on the uh, smoked red line old fashioned um nice the um whiskey selection i'm gonna say 404 kitchen if you're downtown uh gulch area um they have a great whiskey selection and then music it depends on what type of music you're you're into um i'm not a huge broadway person but if you are obviously you can go down to like jason l dean's which has four floors of different artists playing all the time oh, that's cool if you want to be in that crowd um if not there's a cool place called um silver spoon mm-hmm. silver spoon i think um silver spur which silver spur silver spoon i think it's silver spoon saloon okay and it's it's right off of broadway and they have live music like seven days a week. Um, it's a much more like low key place um, for your live live music. It's country music, obviously, but uh, that's what we get here in Nashville all the time. So, um, you know, Broadway's a little bit scary to get down there. And, you know, if you want to stay on the outskirts, then those are the kind of places I would go. Southern so. Spoon. Southern Spoon. There Southern you go. Spoon. Southern Spoon and Saloon. Yep. All right, Dan, take it away. So, all right, so you got a person that's into your profile on the bourbon and the rye side. Okay, they like your stuff. Where are you sending them from a to a from a wine um, profile perspective? Like, what what would you say? Okay, so somebody says they love red lion bourbon. I love their you love your rye, and they're looking for a cost efficient or not. I wouldn't say budget, but a cost efficient wine. What do you where are you going to send them? Um, so that's a hard choice. Right off the top of my head, I would say like a gray wolf. Or Barton Winery. Um, they're out of Paso Robles. Um, you're going to get your much sweeter tones out of there, and your price point's going to be a lot lower than Napa Valley, okay. um, you know, for the cost-effective things. Um, if you're talking about a Napa Valley cab, um, D-A-I-U, Dow. Um, you guys are on my only phone here. It <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. Um, it's, it's DAI. It's Dow. Um, um, they have a Napa Valley Cabernet, um, which is phenomenal. And I think it's like 60 bucks a bottle, even in a uh, restaurant. I think I paid like 69 for it. And it's actually better than some of the hundreds of dollars. It's D-A-U-O. Oh, oh, you, oh, you, oh, you, oh, you, oh, you, yep. Got it. Here. D-A-O-U. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they have a phenomenal bottle of cab. Um, hmm. and it's, it's rice. It's 
reasonably priced. I think I just drank some of the earlier stuff, which was like the 2019 that they just released or 2020 um, at a restaurant the other day with some people. And I think it was like 70 bucks yeah. I mean, in the restaurant, which is cheap for a restaurant. It's like yeah. unheard of. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's a good pick, man. I'll yeah. have to try that out. Yeah, absolutely. Thank yeah. you. For it's that. actually really good. It's a solid drink too. I mean, if you want to get into Italians, I mean, we're talking a whole nother show, but, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and if you can find them, you know, certain ones, small wineries, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, definitely those. I don't, I'm like, where, where's our, uh, where the, all this wine talk you're doing, where are our wine finishes? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking where's our Manhattan come. finish, yeah. where's our, uh, where, and you know what? I don't think we see enough of, I guess it, maybe it's not a thing, but it's only a thing because it's not a thing yet. And somebody hasn't made it. Where is, where's the vermouth finish barrels? Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Finished, uh, I mean, it's like, I don't. <laughs> so it, it might be, uh, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to the vermouth, but the cat, the wines are definitely coming. Um, I will say just a, a hint. It takes a while to get a good winery to put their name on your label. Mm-hmm. So, um, before they can be printed, they have to be tasted. And, uh, so there might be some cool wine finishes coming out too. Cool. Um, and yeah, honestly, we- there's a lot of like Cabernet Sauvignons and, and a lot of tawny ports coming out from other brands. I've seen a ton of them, um, yeah. different wine finishes. So, but we want to make sure we pick some friends of ours and some good, some good stuff and, and get some cool things going but even the good guys that are have, even even with context they want to make sure that if you put your name on something that it tastes good um, rightfully so it's got to uh when, once it's out there and it's in somebody's glass it's out there there's no somebody's glass there's so. no taking it back yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. And I, that's yeah yeah uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Taylor, what else? Uh, I, I could continue and keep going. I, I'm going to spare you because I want to, uh, I want to yeah. say some stuff. I made some notes and, uh, you know, we'll do it on a, on another show. I, I think there's some really yeah, good we got things some coming. Stuff coming up. Yeah, yeah some cool sure. stuff coming out of, out of Redline, um, redlinebourbon.com. And uh, yeah, Taylor, it's been a blast. Thanks for sharing with us. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know. All I can leave you with is I can't wait for that Mescal finished uh, barrel. We'll pick it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers, brother.